This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven. Robbery homicides take you. Give me all you got! Listen. Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. I'm trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard, and I've done something that's probably ill-advised, uh, to be honest. I've brought, as Joe Lynch calls, the three drunken madmen back together for, well, one of the most hilarious uh, minutes of the entire crime epic, Heat, from 1995, Michael Mann's masterpiece. Um, Joe Lynch called it his Citizen Kane, and I'm stealing that. It's my Citizen Kane. I have, from right... Uh, we're going to go anti-clockwise around the table at the moment. I have to my right, Mr. Garth Franklin from DarkHorizons.com, at DarkHorizons on Twitter. Say hello, sir. Hello, sir. <laughs> I have Mr. Luke Buckmaster, the voice of the Australian culture uh, and television and cinema on Guardian and also Flix.com and Daily Review. Say hello, Mr. Luke Buckmaster. Yeah, hello. You say hilarious. I say fantastic. <laughs> With regards to this scene. It is. Number one, it is absolutely fantastic. Every scene in this film is, but this is particularly fantastic. And finally, I have the biggest leg on the tripod <laughs> of the Cinephiles podcast, <laughs> Mr. Stu Cute. Self-professed, Mr. Stu Cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. I'm happy to provide photos <laughs> upon request. I don't even want to ask how... I've already followed through. <laughs> 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 We do have Debbie uh, from Legal. We do have uh, <laughs> we're lovingly called Debbie from Legal monitoring this podcast because it could go anywhere. It's a late night recording of One Heat Minute, and we are at the 79th minute of Michael Mann's crime saga Heat, and it is quite an infamous scene. We've seen Drucker, Casals, and Vincent Hanna haul into what looks like just sort of a bit of a random factory at the beginning of this scene, bungling in. Hank Azaria, voice of Mo from The Simpsons, into a room. His character is a guy by the name of Alan Marciano, and he is brought into the room and threatened uh, with being incarcerated or give up his girlfriend. We now find out that this is the guy who has been cheating uh, with Charlene Chahilis, and they're trying to use him as another lever to get into Neil McCauley's crew. And it's a an amazing piece of intimidation. Um, we've just heard him say that he's going to be incarcerated for importing uh, cigarettes across the border in Newark um, unless you come to work for us, which is where we begin this minute. So if you are on the original version, the Warner Brothers release of Heat, um, you are at one hour and 18 minutes. Um, not the definitive edition. It will be slightly different. Um, but uh, if you're on the original Warner Brothers DVD or Blu-ray, you are with us. Listen along. Gar's laughing at me. I'm Sorry. being specific. No, I'm laughing at Debbie from Legal. Oh, Debbie from Legal's behind <laughs> me. Oh, God. Um, so, have a listen, and then we're going to come back and unpack it. I'm surprised this episode hasn't been pulped. <laughs> or you go to work for us. Cut and dry. That is it. Oh, shit. Charlene Shaherless. Who? 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 Were you a fucking owl? The lady you've been talking dirty to on telephone every day last week. Yeah, all right. You know what? You can't tie me to her. Yeah, well, who needs to? 
Because your ass is on a plane back to New Jersey, Jagoff. Oh, man. I just... Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass, something comes out of me. So? So? No big thing. All I want is her husband and his whole fucking crew. Now, you're going to work with Sergeant Trucker here. It's entertaining, completely entertaining, how Al Pacino walks around in this film as in, he's like, he's in the worst mood of his <laughs> life. And not only is he in a really bad mood, he's ready to argue and he's ready to explode and he's this lit fuse that he's ready to shout at you. And the scariest thing possibly in life or in existence is crossing the road and have Al Pacino Full come flight. the other way <laughs> and yell something at you. Right in the middle of the crossing. Unless it's sent of a woman and he's hooah, hooah. And in that case, he's blind and he's just trying to cross the street. And that's obviously fair enough. But in this sort of situation, and he's talking about having a grey ass, you know, it's terrifying. It's frightening. This is the closest he goes to a parody of himself. In this movie, like this is going, he's swinging. So we talk about like this entire movie is obviously about Michael. uh, Entire podcast about Michael Mann's heat and the entire film. Michael Mann's imprint is all over it, just structure and organization and things like that. And and you wonder with such a controlled and meticulous director how much is going to be improvised. And what's great is that in the performances of De Niro and Pacino, you see improvisation littered through this. And this is one of those scenes where they were doing the scene. It is a bit of a. It is one of the more if I had to say a, a sort of boring exposition-y scene, like you kind of need to know that they're going to manipulate Marciano here only for what's going to be paid off later in the film, that it wasn't working, it wasn't flying, it wasn't jiving, it didn't have the excitement. And even when it starts, you see here, like I think it's like, um, you know, sort of one hour, 18 minutes and a couple of seconds, you see that Pacino is grabbing Hank Azaria's tie. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. already starting with the intimidation. You're viewing him from... Azaria's perspective, looking over the shoulder, and it's not working. The famous story is that great ass line is not in the film. Like it's it's not it's not in the script. Rather, it's not there. It's mm. that the scene wasn't working. He didn't know. Like they didn't know what to He's do. Saying Pacino ad libbed that. Ad libbed, but she got really it. to get into Azaria's face and say great ass, and the look. Which is well, absolutely. Hank Azaria is like, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> it literally leaves me. He's like, ah, uh, <laughs> nowhere to what, go. Yeah. What do you want me to say, dude? <laughs> so it's it's one of the more famous and definitely confirmed improvised scenes that Pacino just wow threw I it out. Know that. Yeah, it was, who yeah. who are you a fucking owl? Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Like yeah. that just totally belittles him. And <laughs> even like the height standing over someone like that, yeah. he's got all the power. See, he's stuck in a little deck chair. Yeah, kind of like, <laughs> and, and you like and like Hank Azari has got that great quality of being sort of a smarmy git. So here yeah. he's like who who, and he's shrugging his shoulders. It's so great that he just gets mocked. And even that, I love the moving in yeah, like, the, with the yeah. shoulders yeah. coming yeah. in. Like, you fucking out. And 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 what's great is and this is what I love about this scene. Every little detail. Watch how many times Paul Wes Studi is in the background trying his darndest not to absolutely shit himself laughing. Like, <laughs> look at this. What are you fucking out? And he looks down. See, it cuts away really quickly because he's going to as, cack himself. Laughing. And as one of probably the most stoic men. Yes. In yeah. this film. Yeah. 
And look, he, well, he, you say cack himself. I say he's probably petrified. No, <laughs> listen, listen that's almost a smile. I know we have. I know we have. There's been no evidence so far of any smile in any scene. Blake, you've done God knows how many episodes by now. Have you ever had any? Definite evidence of any smile by any actor in any scene. Hundred percent in any minute. Absolutely. Can you name the minute? Yes. Can I, can I, I name, name it? it? I'll name it. Venora smoking in bed. Venora smoking in bed. There's a smile which would have been there in was, minutes four and five. There was De Niro sm- smiling in the kitchen. I okay. on the phone too. Yeah. Okay, so you've categorically <laughs> proved me wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. In one foul swoop. <laughs> Well played. I'm, I'm not convinced about Al Pacino. I've seen I've seen you playing smiling De Niro no, before. Not, <laughs> and so I'm not convinced. But I love yet. One hour. We've had this conversation about the smile before. We're not talking. We're going to go past the smile. Okay. Okay. Right, fine. One hour, eighteen minutes, fourteen yes, seconds. Yes. The look on Hank Azaria's. Well, it's like he's looking at all the That's other cops, saying, "Is he That's... doing actually doing this?" He's, yeah. Exactly. Am I? Is this actually happening? Like yeah. this guy. And we move into this next moment. Where? He's as surprised as you would imagine a man called Hank Azaria to be. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who's called Hank Azaria through his whole life. Everything is a surprise. Yeah. And who's called that? Because he's got to remember, like, every time he hears the name, he's like, what kind of oh, fucking shit, name I'm, is I'm, oh, That's I'm, me! Yeah. I'm Hank Azaria! Yeah, well, yeah Hank Azaria here. Yeah. Sorry, it took yeah. me a moment. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, all right, what are we going to do? And then, I love Drucker. Drucker is just, Drucker is the perfect guy to... Play the the Still slightly bad less cop. bad cop <laughs> yeah, that that says no. We will find He's him. He's the stern and parent who doesn't want you to stay. Let the kids stay. Over yeah, their it's like house. you know when you see two kids, they can play their parents off of one another. This is that great relationship where they go to the mum and mum's like Al Pacino, and they look to dad, and Drucker's just like, no, I agree with her. What she said. What she said, bitch. I, I don't know any situation where the mum is like Al Pacino. That's, <laughs> that's not that's not something. Okay, you're serving mum. Yeah. What about what about, what about a dad? <laughs> Uh, well, my dad is not like Al Pacino, if that's what you're asking. I wish, no. I wish my mum was like Al Pacino. I do. <laughs> my mum has probably said the line great ass before. I'm not going to lie. It would be pretty intense. Um, but Al Pacino in this film, um, you know, he's amazing. He's like some guy who just walks around and gets upset by everything. Mm. And he starts yelling at people for walking on the sidewalk. Um, do you think he's that manic? Is that um, how you think Oh, well, stuff? yes and no. So I yeah. do think he's that manic, but I think he's professionally that manic. So in in sort of an interrogation-esque scene like this, he yells, he's he's saying, you know, you've got a great ass and all that, she's got a great ass and all that sort of stuff. Um, so he's really into it. And uh, for me, like, this conjures memories of, like, Dog Day Afternoon, where he's sort of, like... yeah in a bank robbing it and he's on a different side of the law but he's still got that kind of righteous indignation yes. it's a fiery sense and I think this is also one of the reasons why El Pacino's character works in this film and Robert De Niro's character works in this film because they're just so righteously indignantly angry and interesting and they own it but as, we, as we mentioned with the uh, with um, Albert Torino Pacino only does it when he's in a position of strength. Yes. So yes, he yes. can do this because he goes, you're coming with us. 
or yeah. you're going, you're getting arrested right now. So anything he says is a free kick. Yeah. And, so and also, we, and also with with Richard, which is Albert's brother, it's it's any time he's got a criminal informant or a crook that's in front of him, it's that I feel like it's almost like a performative aspect of his his, yeah, his, yeah. his character. There's no question that he's in charge and he's in control of the situation. That's the whole thing. This isn't like the dog day where it's almost a desperate thing. He's just almost reacting to the situation as it's unfolding live. With Pacino in this, there's never a moment where he's like doubting himself and he feels completely in charge of every situation he walks into. And so you've got here... <laughs> Sorry, Debbie from Legal has been uh, raiding the haberdashery. And uh, Debbie from Legal was shoving a screwdriver up her nostril. <laughs> but yeah, the, um... Um, sorry, yeah. I've been distracted by Devin from Legal. Yes. No, what I was going to say is, even in the framing of this scene, it's like when if you're in Hacker's area's perspective, which we are, one hour, eighteen minutes, twenty four seconds, he's looking up. Yeah. You've got Pacino staring him out. You've got Casals who is giving him nothing, yeah. and then you've got yeah. Drucker who's Absolutely. like, yeah. Jack, "You're a jack off, bro." This and is a jack or a jag off, or and you've got like a very nineties insult there. And you've got the big guy <laughs> over your shoulder yeah. from the from the Vegas oh, yeah, PD as yeah. well. So you've got nowhere to run. No, I no. think if the, the message is if you're sitting down and Pacino is standing up looking at you, you have to be terrified. But also, yeah, I think if you're si- but if you're sitting down across from him. It's not a, like it's not a barrel of laughs either because there's a lot of leaning, there's the shaking of the table, there's the well, no, there's it's no, no one's talking about a barrel of laughs. <laughs> no, no one's having a laugh here, Blake. No one's. It's a not a. It's not a funny scene. This is very serious. Okay, yeah. straight. Sure, straight down the line. Straight down, straight down, down the line. Well, it curves for the ass. This, yeah, well, straight and then it curves. <laughs> yeah. it's, well, sure, yeah. much yeah. like Ashley Judd herself. <laughs> And, and and here and here he goes. Yeah. Why don't I get messed up with that bitch? It's one hour, eighteen minutes, twenty eight seconds, and we see the the jaws of life. Pacino's jaws open. The, I think the thing that like. And what is the story with the big, where he mouths big but then says great? Is it, I don't know. I don't know what the because obviously he's about to say because he doesn't. His first mouths were bigger, but he doesn't say it. Then he holds it. What do you great say, What are you saying? Are you saying that they change the dialogue? I'm wondering well, if no, he, he does. He goes, he goes to say yeah. big there, but he changes it to great. But I think that that's the question is, is whether he did mean? that deliberately what, what or not. He changes it. You can watch. You can watch. You he's can watch. about to say so, big, and then he changes into like he's actually forming big. He's about he to say big. Forming with his mouth. Because yeah. Because she had okay, a. Well, let's. No, no. I want to see. I want to see what you're talking about. There. He's got, there. He goes big. Yeah. Big is in it's the like chamber, and then he changes it to great. But I think that that's. I don't think that's. Right, I mean, that's what he says. You can see it on his. What do you, well, what do you mean? That's what he says. He's about what? He's about to say well, big because well, big. What well, you can't say that's what he says. What no, he he's says about to. Alright, right, folks, we're gonna have to go to. We're gonna have to go to the video. Go to the video roll. Because he's about to say, he's he's got big in the chamber. Watch. You can't tell me. Watch his lips. Jersey Jag off. Jag off. I just. I don't want to get mixed up with that bitch. Where's she got off? Great ass! Yeah, nah. Big's nah, in the chamber now. Yeah, Big nah, is like, he's nah, about he's to spill it out. He's building up to great ass. No, great is from. Right you, say great, nice. you say great you say from the T, you say big from the lips. That's just a theory. It's like his mouth is closing to say big. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, As you can hear, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and. And there's a bit of conjecture about whether he had big in the chamber, which I really love that phrase. He's got big in the chamber, um, um, and, and then great ass. And so, what's, I must use that. Must. What's so what's so fantastic here, though, is the sheer spontaneity and shock on of of Hank Azaria's face. Eight one hour, eighteen minutes, thirty two seconds. He is 
stunned <laughs> that well, Pacino was would doing be this. too if El Pacino was holding at you. Oh, absolutely. About asses and great bees and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And, what, and what's even weirder about this entire thing Maybe is that gone. <laughs> <laughs> the good times are real. And what's even weirder about it is that is that man was like whatever wasn't working in maybe the sort of static or the standard nature of this pretty heavy exposition scene mm. is like, no, the spontaneity of, you know, hoo hoo, you're fucking out, like, like pulling mm. his tie, doing those things. And all of this, this, well, this extra... is the big risk. This is probably the biggest tonal sort of moment. Cause this is such a, so serious film. This is probably the biggest tone shift into comedy mm. out of the whole film. It's quite a big yeah. risk. I, I like but it. But it holds it. It holds it. It holds it to comedy. No one's laughing at this. No, everyone laughs at that laugh. It's a good. Yeah, thing. it's good. But it keeps. It's consistent. Out, but that's a, it's that's, consistent within the film. It's a realistic line. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine Al Pacino saying that. I mean, that's why it resonates. That's why it resonates. Can resonate. you mention Mrs. Hannah saying But Al Pacino said it. Yeah, yeah. That's why it resonates. It's not a funny line. It's a little funny. It's funny. Sure. <laughs> in, yeah, a certain, wanna, in a certain sense, everything if you, is funny. If you wanted to say categorise it in funny or not funny, sure, maybe well, in yeah, funny. Well, yeah, like, well, well, life is funny. It is. But that's, that's <laughs> a serious line. <laughs> you just read it in a funny way. Funny. And Luke, I mean, you're a serious man. Mm. <laughs> and so, it's, it's... Not only does she have a great ass, but you have your head all the way up in it. We see... Complete shock. Azaria is shocked for about a good six or seven seconds. And he literally stuns him to go, I... What? And, and then he doesn't know what to say, so Pacino vamps with, when I think of asses, a yeah. woman's ass, something comes out of me. And it's almost... And look at Stu... <laughs> where's Stu's going? What the fuck? Where's Stu's reaction is so good. That's it... one of those, I get paid to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm literally... Right now, I'm getting paid. Because... But little, yeah, but the whole thing where he delivers that line, he says, you know, something comes out of me. And then just pulls back and pauses and wait, wants to see that impact on everyone else's face. And so, and so he's then serious of, again. And then it's serious because he's so he's shocked Azari so much mm. that Azari is willing to actually finally bend. And yeah. in this moment, he's finally going, like, okay, what the hell does this guy actually want? No, oh no, no, I don't, I don't want you. I don't. I just want her husband, and he's all fucking. And great. my demand isn't even that big. No, All I want is her husband, a re- her husband, and your and whole and whole crew there, and you know they must be into some bad stuff because you got four cops standing over you, one of them screaming at you about someone's ass. Well, he's not a good position. so all he wants is an audience, okay? And so this guy, you mean outside audience? Of, uh, you mean including us or just? Hank I mean out. everything. I mean he's that's El Pacino in the reality of the film. He's talking to Hank. He needs requires an audience. He commands it. Just as he commands the audience, uh, as in he commands us. Uh, but so he doesn't he, know he, we're he, watching. Yes. <laughs> right. so he's like the a character or the actor. I mean, are, we, are we breaking the fourth wall here? I think the actor knows that we're watching. Does he? <laughs> I would imagine so. The, the Maybe not like this. this is his voyeurism coming through. Maybe not like this. Well, no. Because he never looks... <laughs> To support your argument, he never <laughs> looks straight down the barrel yeah. of the camera. Well, no. no, he doesn't stare at the audience and say, uh, sure, I'm sorry, yeah. I've got, I've got I, a peek But I don't there. think that's oh, he exactly does. what we're he talking does. about. Oh, yeah. so Ooh. it's a wink. So no, it's a, yeah, so both De Niro and Pacino in this film stare down the barrel of the camera. I don't that's think, true. I don't yeah. think yeah. But it's not a fourth wall break. I don't no. think you need to directly look into the audience's eye to tell them that they should be listening to a certain monologue. It doesn't hurt. Probably, it doesn't we're hurt. We're probably past that hey. point in the evolution of cinema. But uh, 
El Patrino in this scene, he's obviously commanding the scene. He's obviously quite frightening, quite terrifying. Stu, if you were there listening to him bellowing at you, I think you would be quaking in your boots. I'd give him everything he wants. I'd be like, I'd, I'd just be start singing things out. I think he didn't even he didn't ask about. Oh, when I was four, I kicked a cat. <laughs> and when, when, when the teacher turned their back, I threw some chalk at the board. Yeah, it was me. And I pointed to someone else. Um, where do you want me to stop? I can keep going. I got more. Is that on the same day you kicked a cat? Uh, that's a pretty about, terrible about, day. About, about a week later. It's that period. It's a bad week. It's an angry young man. That week not me as a whole. <laughs> no, no, of course. But like Pacino, Stu commanded an audience yeah. <laughs> at that time uh, and an audience of his peers I love I love oh sorry Garth well, do you think it. that Pacino also the whole thing is it's almost like a bribe in some ways with this he's offering this Azari is interested in Ashley Judd's character hmm. and of course in doing this and giving them the information all the complications with her character quietly go away so she's free in terms of Chris yeah Turns of the homicide and, and, and the team that are protecting him. But for him, he seems like a vacuous slug. Like, he's just the kind of person that, this is too much trouble. I don't see Hank Azaria sticking around with Ashley Dudden being nice and doing the right thing by her and Dominic after this. I don't, I don't Yeah, see can that. you imagine yeah. her being mm-hmm. satisfied with him as well? Like, she's yeah, going, you're just, no. a, you're, you're, yeah. a, you're a distraction. You're a, bit on the you're side. a distraction yeah, yeah. that I take or leave as I want. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, she's as ferocious as Chris is. Yes. And in it just for them and mm-hmm. herself. So, yeah, he doesn't last two seconds after no. Ashley Judd's had her fun. No. One of the fascinating things about this scene, anyone who's gone to a set visit and they've mm. seen a film, you know, being shot in a mm. Garth, for example, has been to many over his years. Um, anyone knows that, you know, these moments are repeated ad nauseum yeah. for about eight hours. And they do yeah. So someone versions, yeah. during the production of, and by someone I mean probably like 10, 20, 30 people, <laughs> yes. had El Pacino... Saying she got a great ass <laughs> again and again and again and again over the course of about ten hours. That is a pretty remarkable. Probably not ten hours, but <laughs> no. And what's what's funny is that what's funny is that they probably I totally agree with you. They had ad nauseum doing this scene, but what was no, interesting yeah. is that man picked this because this was them vamping on the scene. Yeah. This was and an Man, extension. And Michael Mann is, uh, you know, notoriously and very respectably known as a person who does thorough rehearsals. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he really goes to town sort of stuff. Yes. And so, and, and in this scene, he sort of trusted the vamp, trusted the improv of going, get in your face. And, and I think whether you think he's got big in the chamber or whether... Well, I think big could have been the original. Could, could have been big, could have been, some, could, have been, could have been something, could have been anything. But I, I just love when he gets in his face and chooses to do the hand action and chooses mm-hmm. to like, he almost gets down on one knee to, uh, to, to lower himself to that same posture, to get in his face and then do the actions with the head. It's like, it, it, it's a complete like, inha- you know, inhabiting this crazy manic performance. And then he sort of sits back and just... I love he sort of essays, just marvels at how shocked Azaria is and how speechless he is. He almost has to vamp to allow him to recover before Hank Azaria can remember, oh shit, I'm sitting in a scene. Yeah. I actually need to say the line. Because when you look at it, he's like, uh, 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 and he's like, when I think of asses, it's a woman's ass. Like, it was a, <laughs> like he just rolls on. Something comes it, out of yeah. it. Like, yeah, it, that's him. That's the talent of but the, again, you know, the performance. And it's very similar to the, the Torino scene. Like, he did the big, like, 
give me what you got. Mm. And then it's settled, like, get, and then it's like literally physically shaking it all down, then letting it settle. Yes. Same thing. He just, he is the, yeah, he asserts himself as the big dog. Bam. Now. It's a big loud bark and then he. Yeah, and now we'll move on back to the police work. Yeah. Like, you you know. And so. Very effective. I think. What's great, what's great is he. Employed around the office a bit more. What's great? <laughs> Especially with underlings? Yeah. <laughs> and what's great? And so what's great is like, it's one hour, 18 minutes uh, and 57, 58 seconds. And once he delivers that blow to, to um, uh, Marciano, Hank Azaria's character, he's completely compliant. Like he's, he's in, he's going to do it. And the final, like last second of this minute is again, Neil and you've got Chris and Michael and they have all, they at this minute, are all aware that the cops are on their tail. So we're now thinking that they're canvassing some other new job um, based on the fact that the the platinum heist, as we know, they walked away from it and they found out that there was cops there and they found out there was all this heat around the corner. Um, now they're here having a look around at something and we don't know exactly what they're doing, but it sort of punctuates that scene with, we're trying to catch this crew, I want their husband and the whole effing crew, and here they are. Are we going to have them? Has he delivered them? And again, it's a great... <coughs> to jump straight to these guys, it's great that we never get the um, the yes from Hank Azaria. You it's just, just, yeah. just assume. Yeah. And the fact that we jump straight to the crew, it's just we're not going to sit there for that small talk of like the ins and outs and how it's going to happen. It's just... <coughs> boom. Yeah, well, I think that Richard... So Albert, Richard, and um, Alan Marciano. So all the people that... Pacino is intimidated and, and pushed these criminal informants like to sort of manipulate them. Um, like, Albert is most certainly bewildered when when Drucker and Hannah walk away that first time, especially when he's like, don't waste my motherfucking time. Like, yeah. he's like mm. reeling. All these underlings in his chop shop are gone. Like, mm. everyone's walking out. The second scene with Richard, Richard has no clue when he's probing him about Michael. This slick ain't no motherfucking joke, man. Mm. Like, he's going, tell me about him. And he doesn't really know how significant this guy is. He just knows, oh, he said he wasn't doing anything, so he must be doing something. And even now you've got Marciano, which is like, he's reeling. He has no clue what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of great around, you know, Vincent commanding such a performance and, and sort of pushing these people, like mentally intimidating them and sort of keeping them on an uneven keel so that they just sort of relent and he gets what he gets out of them and then moves on to the next thing. And there's that cool echo of like, you don't need to know that he's been compliant because no, just... man makes us think that he has been because we're looking at the crew. Yeah, and straight away the police, and we're back in the next scene with them. So yeah. and, and with the police. In All I want is husband. And Because this is the surveillance scene, isn't it? From yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So this is the moment where the cops have got these guys in their sights mm-hmm. um, we think they're canvassing something um, and we might be in for a surprise great bait and switch <laughs> as they call it Luke in the game well <laughs> do they call for that? <laughs> bait and switch is that some sort of technical technical, technical term, term. Yeah, bait and switch yeah okay. feel, free, feel free to use that yeah. liberally well yeah <laughs> That's what we call the bait and switch. That is. <laughs> and then you just wink at people. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Bait and switch, right? Huh? When I think of bait and switching, yeah. <laughs> phrase bait and switch, <laughs> something comes out of it. It's a line accompanied with the wink that could get you in jail. Mm. <laughs> the old... Then you have screwing. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 
a great episode of One Heat Minute, uh, joined by the three drunken madmen, um, one of them extremely sober tonight. Um, I've taken his place as the third drunken yeah, madman. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for keeping yeah, things under control. Yeah, thank Luke. you, Debbie from Legal. <laughs> um, thank you, Stu Koo, Stu. at Stu underscore watches, or the third leg of the tripod, the largest and sturdiest leg of the tripod in the Cinephiles podcast. The bearded Mis- lady. Um, <laughs> at, at, That's not better. <laughs> at Luke Buckmaster, um, or Luke Buckmaster, the man, the writer from uh, Guardian Australia, doing the Australian the film lady. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also bearded like yeah. doing the daily review and uh, flicks.com.au as well as also extraordinaire of Miller and Max the secret history of the Mad Max universe and Garth Franklin darkhorizons.com or at darkhorizons on the Twitters I've been Blake Howard thank you so much for listening gentlemen thank you so much for joining me for another one eight minutes always a pleasure can we shout out to Joe Lynch for listening to us Joe Joe. we'll see you in LA whether you like it or not (laughs) (laughs) and uh, introduce him to the bait and switch (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening if you want to find out any more about one hit minute you just need to go to one hit minute.com if you need to subscribe if this is your first episode welcome they're not all this crazy and hard to track but thank you so much for following along with us um if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at blake is batman if you want to mail anything to us any cool stories about heat if you happen to be hank azaria and you're listening to this podcast hank welcome thank you for listening we love to hear the story from you firsthand about how uh, sorry patina and uh um, improvised that line in front of you so it's mail mail at one heat minute dot com if you want to mail us about anything uh thank you so much to garth franklin for our website design paul davies for our music and thank you guys so much for listening as always subscribe rate and review and finally without forgetting thank you so much to debbie from legal in the corner for keeping us on track 